everybody, and welcome to Game of Your Life, Manchester's premier video game podcast, recording out of the Fraud and Bucket Studios this week with Hayden Allmark. Hayden, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, mate. You, you, you're from here, you know, you work here, so this is sort of, you're used to being in here, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, um, I actually watched um, England and uh, France Oh wow! in the World Cup, in this very room. Oh, beautiful. The pubs are shut. That must have been well, a, a open, sad one, then. But not let me in. Yeah. That would have been a disappointing night then, if I, if I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope uh, today is a bit better. It's your birthday, isn't it? Yeah. Happy birthday. birthday. Very happy. 33 years old. I feel old as fuck, man. It's, oh. a, it's a tough one. I haven't had a drink yet today, so that's good. That's a sign of progress. Right? <laughs> what time do you usually have a drink? I mean, on my birthday, you know. It could be early as noon. could be... Really? I've done earlier before, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, a few barbecue... My birthday's in June. Right. So we got barbecue weather. Oh, yeah, there you go. Dude, if the sun's out and it's your birthday, like, come on. I remember when I was, like, 21, 22, I had invited all my friends over for, like, the afternoon to come get, like, shit-faced or whatever. And the night before, it was, like, my first, like, really bad hangover, I remember. Like, I got super fucked up. And the next day, my friends were showing up, and I was like, "Guys, maybe let's just fucking watch a movie, smoke some weed. Like, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere tonight." And my buddy was like, "No, you just need to get back on the horse." And I'd never heard of the concept of like hair of the dog. I didn't know yeah. you could like drink your way out of a hole. And he just poured me like a triple Jack and Coke, and I downed it, and was like, "Oh, like Super Mario eating the mushroom." <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was ready to go. So. Yeah, um, man. And that was probably a bad lesson from a friend, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you get some good lessons like that. I think that's a good lesson. That is a valuable lesson. And Sometimes you to need to. A little pussy, you know mm. what I mean? Well, depending, it's almost like if drinking was a video game, it's like a skill you learn the more you level up. Yeah, and eventually you'll learn sometimes you need to make yourself throw up to be able to get back up in the morning. Like, shit yeah. like that is like the darker like levels in, of... Instead of having like a, a mansion at the end, you've just got the park bench. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's where you want to be on, on drinkers. I remember like the one time I went to WrestleMania was in New Orleans. And the first time I ever heard a guy say pulling the trigger, he's like, he was just so hungover in the hotel. He's like, he, and he's like, literally, I had to pull the trigger, as in make yourself throw up, oh. so then you were fucking fine to go the next day. <laughs> well, that'll be you tomorrow. You can pull the trigger. I will I'm not sure. be pulling the trigger. I feel like I have gotten. I don't know if it's just because I drink enough that I'm I'm now like fully capable. But like, like I'm not. A, I never. I rarely get to that blackout zone where I'm throwing up the next day and shit like that. Like that's a very rare occasion. Yeah. Because in my twenties, that would be like. I've I've been there. I've been there. Uh, How old are you, by the way? I feel like you're like a deceiving age guy. I am uh, 24 and bald. That's fucking crazy, dude. I mean, I took the plunge at uh, <laughs> we 21. Look like, we look like we met in middle school, dude. Like I, I'm like 10 years older than you almost. Well, you know, I'm coming 25 in June, so okay, say yeah, eight. Eight, eight years eight older. Eight years yeah. older, yeah. Man, That's... 20. I'm so jealous, dude. Like I started comedy at 25. So when I meet people that like started before that, I'm like, you're just getting to where yeah, I started. But, yeah, but I ain't been doing much really. Ever. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You could just start fresh. Like I, I, I don't know. I was it was in June, so like three months into being 25, I had my first open mic and was like, fuck, I wish I'd started this at like 19 or whatever. Oh um, man. But what can you do? So yeah, I started at 19. That that was it. Started comedy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, first set. Do you remember your first set? Where it was? Yeah, it was at Tiger Lounge. 
Where's that? Um, it's just by the Weatherspoons, just by the library. It's still it's still called the Tiger Lounge. Still exists. Uh, I don't know, but it was uh, Tuesday Tony. <laughs> shout out! Big, big shout out! That's the first UK gig I ever did. Tuesday yeah. Tony. It was just the grimmest show up and go up open mics. What, what was it? At Fab Cafe. Joshua Brooks. Oh, yeah. Fab yeah. Cafe. I I missed. Uh, for those of you who don't live in Manchester, you don't know what these places are. But Fab Cafe was sort of a, it, it was a bar with a character to it. You know, yeah, they it tried was, to make it like an arcade bar. I tell you what, game games. It it was an early version of NQ sixty four. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but that being but said, the, crap. Idea, <laughs> the yeah the shit totally like no money put into it. It's like it's you know when you can tell the owners have just given up on a place that hasn't had a refurbishment and like. They've, Probably a decade. They've got a few movie props from the 90s who they've brought off a bloke <laughs> in the early 2000s and they've stuck with that. Yeah, and that's their thing. And and the idea that there was a comedy show there where it's just a big open room. Like, oh. I can't imagine how it wouldn't have been the shittest show ever. Yeah, but cheap drinks there. Mm? Cheap drinks. Yeah, I mean, there Le- you go. Level five. That's literally more important than like a good space to do a show is just the price of the drinks sometimes. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, um, doing doing a bit of comedy. Uh, it's picking up now. I'm getting I'm getting better. Yeah, I, I believe. Hell I, yeah! Well, I, you're doing the roasts and stuff too. Well, more people are saying, "Oh, that was all right." Mm, well, perfect. And you you've been a video game fan your whole life, or on and off? Yeah, I mean, I can I I just remember there being a PlayStation One. Right. When I was about one. You know, really? Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I can just remember. There've always been con- consoles, you know what I mean? There was there was a black box. I don't know whether it was a Sega Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. I never really played on it, but there was Sonic on there. So were your parents into it? Was that like someone uh, in the family was picking this shit up? I think it could have been uh, my auntie and my uncle. Right. I I think the Mega Drive could have been theirs. That's huge. But uh, so not Nintendo until way later, hey? No. So I had uh, a PlayStation 1. That was mine and my sister's. Right. <laughs> Obviously more mine because I'd play. Are you older than the sister? Uh, my sister's two years older. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we so should have... must have had seniority on the machine though, right? Mm. So I was the older one and I would always just choose when I played, sort of. Yeah, but I uh, I enjoyed it more. <laughs> my sister Amy, she um, yeah, fair. She she just didn't like that I was better than her at the games, mm-hmm. but especially being the younger, and she'd get frustrated. Oh, would she rage quit? Throw yeah, the controller yeah, down at me. At you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so it, funny. The fights that we've had on consoles, and that's why when I got my DS. Mm-hmm. And by the way, for the first time on camera, can would you show them the DS you gave me to play this game that we're going to talk about? So I was rummaging out. Uh, it, for people who are listening, it, uh, it's got a lovely uh, broken down leather style case. The leather is so chapped it would fall all over the shit like on my couch when I opened it. <laughs> and it's beautifully pastel pink with two uh, little pen styluses. It's beautiful mm. and pink. It's very pink. You know, I remember a guy, a buddy of mine, having to get that same one because the DSs, when they first came out, were just so sold out, like, locally. 
And so the only option left, it was like, you can wait like a couple months or get a pink one right now. <laughs> and he bit the bullet and we would just mock him like relentlessly. Yeah, this is a DS Lite. So the DS must have been out beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I think the Well, the reason... DS was a big clunky motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, because I, I remember my sister's mate, because she could have friends where my friends were too feral mm-hmm. to have friends. So that's why I really picked up on the games. Right. Because, like, I just... I enjoyed that I don't have to listen to anyone to talk to me, you know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward just platforming game, for sure. Yeah, so I just get engrossed in the games, and I, f- I believe the the game that made me want to play PlayStation 2 was Simpsons Hit and Run, and I got the console oh, after that. Unbelievable game. Right? And I think that's why I love GTA now, but mm. the game that made me want to get a DS, it was One Christmas... Probably in 2006 when this game came out, mm-hmm. uh, my dad got me and my sister a DS. I had the black one, my sister had the white one, and there was our own console. And it was those big clunky ones? No, like, no, it was oh, a it was DS Lite. The DS Lite. Yeah, Because the yeah. DS Lites, I remember thinking they were so sleek looking and fucking there was the s- tiny little case. like. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, I think they look really cool. The clunky ones sort of, I, but I never played them. And uh, and that was sort of your introduction to Mario in general, hey? Mario, yeah. Mario? How do yeah. you say it? First, first, that was the Christmas. It was the Christmas. Mm. We was at my nan's. My dad come round. He brought these two boxes. And it, the the DS come... Mine had like a package you could get from Argos. Right. And you could buy the DS, you get a game free. So I think we got two games. One was Nintendo Dogs and one was... <laughs> Nintendo uh, Dogs. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a one big word. <laughs> Is it Nintendo... Inten- the Nintendo Dogs. I'm dyslexic, on, right man. there for you. That's the first time I've heard of that <laughs> load of crap. But um, That game's such shit. I yeah. mean, it's for kids, I guess. But. New Super Mario Bros. And that, that was it. That was it. Well, before we get into that, so not being into Mario your whole life, Where's your excitement for this new Super Mario Bros. movie that's just come out? Because uh, we're recording this on the 11th, so we're six days out. You know, I've got to go and see for work, because a lad that I look after, he he's Mario mad. Right. Like, he he loves it. So, as Are you part, taking him? I'm going to take him, and I don't know who's going to be more excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I know that you've... Um, if you're taking a kid, it'll be hard to get baked beforehand, though, I imagine. Oh, no, he's an adult. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll be at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't getting baked. The only thing I'm baking is buns. Right. Yeah. Wink for the camera. <laughs> no, but so I, it, I think it's better that you haven't seen it. I did just see it yesterday. Uh, blown away by it in in the sense that I had very low expectations going into it. Yeah. Because any, any, I forgot, like, going in, any video game movie usually sucks, like... Well, there was that Sonic. Yeah, which was okay, actually, also. Was it? I, I think they've sort of got the formula down a bit. They realize, like, it needs to be a bit tongue-in-cheek. It needs to be, like, have enough references for the old gamers. Yeah. Be flashy and constantly yeah, moving and yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. So I like Mario. They just had the formula down. This, I by the way, don't worry about spoilers. I'm not going to spoil any of the surprises and shit like that. But there were surprises, and it was like you know a straightforward movie. But it was fucking fun to watch, man. Especially like I said, going a little stoned. You're sort of. Sad. I told my buddy that, and he's like, "Oh, if you t- say you need to be high to enjoy it, I'm like, no, it just you know it helps." No, it it brings the colors out, and I'm Ex- sure there's exactly. plenty of colors. It gets to Rainbow Road, I'm sure. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, they do they do just blend everything together well from like a bunch of different games. Where, it's, like, 
It's not one of those where the references are fucked and it's going to make you mad as a gamer who They've knows the game. They've just shown them in all. Mm-hmm. Or, or use them incorrectly or whatever. It's not like characters that don't like each other working together. It's sort of, yeah. It's just a well-told story. And then the voices are sort of... I thought it'd be shit, you know, like Chris Pratt as Mario, but you forget pretty quick. It just yeah. sort of, it sort of works, you know. Yeah, when when I saw the um, advert for it, I was like, mm, that don't sound too right. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to. Well, Charlie um, Day as Luigi sounded normal, but uh, you know, Mario as Chris Pratt, I didn't like in my head when I heard Charlie Day as Luigi. I'm like, that sort of fits. Jack Black as Bowser totally fits. Yeah. That's what I'm excited about. <laughs> I love Jack. Jack uh, I think the last film I actually put on was Nacho Libre. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I just love that. Uh, and they, uh, I totally forgot about Nacho Libre. Oh, it's such a good film, man. Um, but yeah, so I, as we've gotten into that, we've gone through the Mario. Why don't we talk about the game we came here to talk about? Let's get. Let's do it. Hayden Allmark, this is the game of your life. Super Mario Bros, a platform video game developed by Nintendo for the Nintendo DS May 15th, 2006 in North America, then 10 days later in Japan. It was the first installment of a sub-series of new games. Commercially successful, selling over 30 million copies and making it the best-selling DS game of all time. You feel like a proud dad when I say that. You've got the same energy. Oh, right? yeah. Why does it, does that surprise you? This is the best-selling? It's also the game that sort of came with the DS, you know? Yeah, well, um... I just think it's great. It should be the best selling. <laughs> right. And uh, so, President Hayden with the DS, you, you're super passionate about this one. A lot of the times, like when I have people on for the game of their life, it's like a game they played once and they sort of forget the details. Nah, and nah, nah. I have to fill them in. You have played this game probably all 80 levels, all the way through. Have you 100%ed it? Completely? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane to me, man. Like, uh, the coins, that's what you're there for, you Mario. Mm-hmm. He wants to get them all, like... <laughs> well, and so this game got mixed reviews when it came out. The positive, the big positive takeaways were that it was, it stuck loyal to what Mario was originally supposed to be, but also refreshingly put, like, a new coat, coat of paint on it. And it mixed the sort of 3D dynamics well with the 2D platforming thing. Would you agree with most of that? Sort of what you liked about it, or I guess this was your first one, so you didn't really have a reference to older games. Well, yeah, like I, I don't know why I wanted this game so much. I might have played it and that, but like I thought it looked amazing. Like the it played amazing. You could uh, the there weren't too much of a touch screen element. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. obviously you've got the the DS and that that's got a bottom touch screen. It was more in the top screen, but there was things in the bottom screen like you could save a power up. So maybe what you'd want to do, you'd want to uh, get two of the same power up, so you don't get changed into it. So when you do need it later in in the game. You've got that in you've your just, bag. You've held it, yeah. And I'm sort of glad they didn't over-rely on the dual-screen thing because I don't like when a game becomes all about the gimmick of the system. I mean, we sort of talked about that off, but it's like it becomes like you can't really replay that game years later if you don't have a DS or whatever. Yeah. Whereas this, you're right, there are moments that it wants you to tap, and there are mini-games later on that are totally touchscreen. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, 
letting you know where how far along you are in the level, mm. letting you know where you are in the world map and stuff like that. How many that. coins you've got? How yeah. many how many of the big coins you have on the level? Yeah, things like that. That's uh, that's that's another thing I like about this. Like I've played the later ones and you need to go to a certain place to move around the map. Mm -hmm. When I was playing that again earlier, I liked the, just the simpleness of, right, I want to go to this world. I can tap on this world and I'm there. Yeah, you know so I mean? for a bit of gameplay for people that have never played this, it is sort of like completely done 2D. Every level is like left to right. But like the, the character models are all 3D, the enemies are 3D. And like you'd brought up to me that I never really realized is they sort of take the mechanics of like Super Mario 64. Like you have a lot of the same triple jumps, you yeah. can do wall jumps, things like that. And it sort of, it feels really smooth in that 2D, 2D sort of thing as opposed to like when you think of 2D Mario, you think you hold one button to run, one button's jump, but yeah. you can't really do a whole yeah. lot past that. Getting going on the older ones, that's what I found. You can't really get going. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? even when even, I was playing it actually, funny enough, last night with a buddy online, and just to get enough takeoff to fly when you have the cape takes such a long like stretch, and it really does feel like slow and clunky compared mm. to this. Um, what did you think of how it looked at the time when it came out? Like, was this pretty, as far as graphics go? Like, you were sort of a PlayStation One as a reference, but did they look good to you, or did it look like cutting edge? I, I definitely for it looked a lot smoother than it looks now like now you can see the little bits of of the character but, models are sort of rigid but i don't know whether that's mario just coming coming through into the modern world they wanted to keep the same kind of bit character but mm. the background's very smooth and nice totally in, in the actual games but like the say the map the map looked slightly better than mm -hmm. than what it does to my eye now. Obviously, seeing all the other games and all that. Yeah, it's almost impossible to keep. Uh, but, but I would say it doesn't look like shit. No, no, no. I, I really thought it looked good. I liked the animations. Because, uh, obviously, this is the first time I've ever seen Mario. Mm -hmm. So, he's got all these worlds and all these different levels that you can do different things. And there's different rules for... Yeah, and what I like about this is they made it like a real frontline game. Like, So the first world is sort of classic Mario. If you've never played, it's like green hills, mm -hmm. pipes, sort of things like that. But then you get your desert levels, you get your ice levels, you get your sort of different themes in the worlds, and like they really do mix it up well, give you a variety. And they keep it with that music, too. So n normally, I don't talk about the graphics or the music till later, but just while we are on it, like I, I do love that it's not all just the classic Mario, like Nintendo songs constantly because they do sort of wear thin on you a bit. Yeah. I mean, you will get them in the castle levels and you will get them in sort of some moments here and there, but then they also have a whole like other set of music, so. Yeah, I mean, in, in the mini games, when you was playing the mini games, she was like, oh, this is sick. Oh yeah, that shit drives you, it, it makes you more anxious too yeah. with a lot of them though. But like, yeah, what do you think about like the tropical levels or the like desert level? You think this sort of music matches the theme well, like? Yeah, like the the dev desert levels. Obviously, you've got like uh, like like I don't even know the instrument. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe a sitar. I'm not sure. Yeah, like you've got. It, it is all part of being in the environment. You're in the environment. You know what I mean? Like, you get in the in the swamp. The music matches it with the the type of animal that's in there and all all right all the animals move along with the music 
And you can also play the level mm-hmm. to the music. I never even noticed that. That's hilarious. You know what I mean? Like You, you think could, that's by design? Well, if you start at a start point, the music is always playing at the same speed. Right. So you can time your runs to the beats of the music. Mm-hmm. And if you can do it to something that's quick, you can get through there. And it, when you're playing it, you... F- you get in the flow. Yeah, you do. Well, it's funny because I was watching you play earlier and you just go so, like full tilt. Whereas I'm like really cautious and I'll like take a lot of step backs and wait for enemies to move by and shit like that. So I imagine my run-throughs take a lot longer than yours do. Yeah, see, the way I play, I uh, I never really get let go of why. Right. So why <laughs> is dash. Yeah, that's um, insane. That's just t- double speed. And I just um, I hold Y down and I just press B when I need to jump mm-hmm. because you can slow down by turning the other way. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so yeah, to flesh out the gameplay a bit, like... I was saying in the original Super Mario World, yeah, there's these Yoshi coins where you get, I think, five of them in a level gives you a one-up, which is fair enough. I do like having the big thing to reach for. Or even in Yoshi's Island, it was five five uh, flowers or whatever. But in this one, there's three big, massive coins. Yeah. And you can usually see see them, but it, it requires some sort of trick for you to get it or some sort of sleight of hand or, like, finding a secret tube or whatever. And the big coins, instead of, like, you get all three for a one-up, you sort of hold on to them into the overworld. And then there's a bunch of paths for, like, toad huts that'll give you items to hold on to, like you were talking about earlier. Or those, like, you can just get a shitload of lives by playing the guessing game. Yeah. And you usually need, like, five big coins to unlock the path to that. I yeah. think that's just, like, a totally... I, I love that that as a device. It really makes the overworld more important and sort of, like, gives you a real incentive to... If you want to unlock everything, you got to get every big point coin in the level. See, it's... There's, there's the part of, <clears throat> okay, I want to unlock everything, but if you are a younger person playing this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, if you have got stuck on a level, you can go back to the levels that you've not fully completed. You know what I mean? The the easier levels. Yeah, maybe and it trains you, sort of. In Well, maybe in World 1, and then you can unlock a path that mm-hmm. allows you to get the big mushroom. And the big mushroom, you can basically walk through most levels. That oh, so you mean if you're stuck, you can go back and get that? Yeah, yeah. So you can you can think wisely about things. You can go, right, I can get an extra two stars from this. Because usually when a, you're a young kid, you just go, oh, this costs this much. Have I got this much? Yes. Of course. And you, <laughs> you're usually broke. Most children mm. are broke. But like you can go back, complete the level fully... Pay f- pay the toll for the the item, mm-hmm. and then you can go and boss a level, and you can get past, and you you you're buzzing again because you're <laughs> on the road to Bowser. Well, and I didn't bring it up earlier, but a lot of the negative game reviews, the the consistent complaint was that the the game's too easy throughout, and so I mean like, and, and I mean the first few worlds are going to be like that in any any sort of platformer. I find like I really blew through the early ones, but I don't find by time I'm at like. I, especially the last world. I was getting my ass kicked pretty regularly. Oh, I, yeah. I game over it a few times. So I don't know. Do you think <laughs> Do you think they could have like made, ramped up the difficulty a bit earlier? Or do you do you agree with the criticism? See, what I, I think happened is they didn't want to take it too far away from Mario mm-hmm. and make it completely difficult because this was the first one in years. New Super Mario. Uh, when, when did the last... 
of the old ones come out? The last of the 2D ones, it would have been the 90s. I, I don't know an exact date. So if, if you're thinking, right, I want to make a, a game now, but I've, I didn't have any idea of who Mario was, what Mario is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you, it's like for a new generation, exactly. they want to make it as accessible as possible. And a lot of people say accessibility is easy games. Like it is sort of that's you're going to get more people into it if you make it as simple as possible and you don't want to simplify it too much. But Yeah, and obviously you've got a following of a, a younger following mm-hmm. and they're still loving the games. And like I've obviously brought the newer ones on the Switch and, and stuff like that. And they've put extra things in there to make it still fun for me. Right. Well, and to another point you made is like, you could argue that the levels are made easier because you're going to have to replay them. Replayability mm-hmm. is built into this game. Yeah. A part of it becomes finding the secrets in a level yeah. or, or going back and getting a specific item you need, like you were saying, like a power-up. So if, it, if you know replayability is built in, you might want to make it a bit easier so you're not just pulling your hair out trying to get a fucking secret well, path well, for me when i was playing it like i didn't have access to the internet a lot of people mm. didn't you know what i mean i i couldn't find out where this secret path was so it'd just be trial and error and and but, keep keeping on to that theme like so much of this game is about the secret paths and the secret worlds by the time i beat this game i had skipped world four six and seven and I didn't even mean to. Like, I wasn't looking for it necessarily. I think there's some where it just automatically skips you. You actually need to find a secret to unlock the new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you would showed me World 4 is, a, like, a complete... You have to beat it as Mini Mario to unlock it, which I never would have heard of that. That's it. Well, like, it, it, it becomes obvious once you've gone through the, you know, the the path so many times. You... you scratching your head a bit because you're like right so i know cannons can get me to this level mm-hmm. but um this has got me to that level so how how am i going to get to level four and then you're playing you you've in the in the last castle you've just defeated the the bad guy and there's a, a sign that just looks like it's been propped up yeah you know what i mean it looks like it sh- should there's something to do with this. Mm-hmm. And then you can see just before that, there's a little trench where you can see that little Mario can fit through. And through the levels you've seen those trenches, you sort of know that he can go there. Yeah, so it's just if you're paying attention, you mm. would see that. And again, it sort of it goes back to what we just said. That is designed with you. It know, The game knows you're going to do this castle again. The game knows you're going to replay this level probably two or three times before you even see that. Which I think is great. I don't know. I just like that it's part of the game design. Um, And going into the items, because, I mean, there are only six items in this game, which I find sort of interesting. There's the three original ones that you're going to get in every every Mario game. It's Mushrooms, Fire Flower, and the Star that makes you invincible. But then in this one, there's the Mini Mario, which is almost weird. It's like, it makes you pretty vulnerable at the same time. Like, do you like the Mini Mario? Uh... I, I like it if I know a level and I know I can run a level quick with it. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's just... You're a one-hit kill, like, it's sort of, it's tough. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, it, it kind of in, increases your ability to play the game, though, because you mm-hmm. know that the, there's jeopardy. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and you're a smaller target as well. And that's the only way you're going to unlock the levels. So you might have to go to World 2, do a level, keep... And that's why I I think that the um, the touch screen at the bottom where you can just keep 
a little mushroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might pay for the coins, go to a little place. Toad gives you a nice little mushroom, and, <laughs> and you yeah. keep it on you. You keep that safe. Yeah, because you know exactly when you'll need it later. And on. there'll be circumstances where you get to the boss, you've done the level, mm-hmm. and then you've got to beat the boss. <laughs> right. As little man. Right. So even though you've kept it on you, you know when you're going to use it, you've used it, right? You've yep. still got to do a challenge. Yeah, it makes you beat a boss that way. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. And then the other one was the Mega Mushroom, which you mentioned. And I think that's... People will remember this from just the box art or the commercial. That was sort of the selling point that you could be a giant Mario and fucking truck through the whole level. And, and then the third one is the blue shell sort of armor, like that suit. Was sick. That's when you don't see like I I I've never seen it like brought up really after this game or whatever. Whereas like like Raccoon Mario or Cat Mario gets brought up a lot. You don't really see blue shell Mario. Yeah. But yeah, he makes you. You can just hide in your shell if enemies are nearby. They can't hit you. And then you can also slide. And the same way, like, a green Koopa shell will bounce off walls, you do that as Mario. I think what happened with that one, they kind of changed it into Penguin Mario. Mm-hmm. Because Penguin Mario, it's very similar. It obviously, it'll appear more in Ice Worlds and all that. Mm-hmm. But, like, the shell was... It was very powerful. Because you could just go into your shell and nothing could hurt you. Yeah, totally. You know, unless you got crushed, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, and then you could just carry on going, whereas the penguin, unless you're on ice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could do you could do that on any ground. So, solid ground, ice, grass, whatever. Wait, you can could, you turn into a penguin? You can turn into a penguin on the new ones. Oh, on the newer ones, So, that's ones, probably I why see. you've not uh, seen it come back up. Right, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? They've, I think they realised that it was quite a powerful tool, mm-hmm. and you could just use that yeah to get through the whole level when i was i when you were on the way over i told you there was like this rock wall i knew i needed the blue shell to beat and it's oh, just yeah. like motherfucker i don't even know where to find you can that. swim quicker as well right yeah with the blue sw- blue shell yeah because this game has the classic underwater levels like any any game like this will and it, it, it always looks great i don't know the the swimming's really smooth in this one See the massive like cheap cheeps i that is that level where the big fucker is just chasing you around to swallow oh, you whole uh-huh. The, the, those little fish. That guy makes you anxious. When the big fish, the when it just... Yeah, when he eats you whole and then oh. that's it. It's a KO. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, that guy would scare the shit out of me, man. Like in the in the Mari- original yeah, Mario Bros. I remember the fear. Mm. <laughs> I remember the fear, yeah, definitely. Uh, so with the gameplay out of the way, let's talk about the story of this game. This won't be a large portion of it because it's a really, like, sort of... It's, it's a classic Mario game. With the big difference being... I'm not sure when they made Bowser Jr. like an accomplice officially. Because uh, in the original games, especially 64, there was no Bowser Jr. Uh, and then at Super Mario Sunshine, he's one of the bad guys. So I think Sunshine predates this. Right. Um, but by this game, it's sort of, it's just like the mini boss before Bowser. Yeah, I, I, I never understood the relationship between Bowser and Bowser Jr. Because in this one, you seem to think that Bowser Jr. was controlling Bowser. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bowser Jr. is in charge of Bowser because obviously he's pulling him about at the end. Well, what happens is like, so in the first world, the the last boss is Bowser right away. And then you're like, oh, wow, you're fighting Bowser already. That's weird. And it goes back, harkens back to the very first 
Super Mario ever, where you have to go get behind him and hit the button, mm-hmm. and then the floor goes out and yeah, he falls. Yeah, yeah. So when that happens, Bowser uh, gets turned to lava or whatever, and uh, Baby Bowser, I forget when this part happens, but he turns uh, Bowser into dry Bowser, like the bone version. Yeah. I uh, think that, that might that, be in World 8. That happens in World 8, yeah. yeah. So you defeat Bone Bowser. But like, so like you said, the whole time Bowser's basically dead, and every time you beat a boss or a castle, Baby Bowser just takes Peach in one hand, takes this bag of like Bowser bones in the other hand, and he's just running through the whole yeah, world, yeah, and you're yeah. just chasing him through all eight worlds, essentially. But in each world, there's a different boss. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. That, Bowser's that, only the main boss of the first and last worlds. But, I mean, uh, for the second one is the Egyptian world, for instance. It's that, you know, the cactus enemy that you're used to seeing? Yeah, yeah. But he's, like, stone or whatever, like a stone we, cactus. We, we, it's like a worm, as, mm. as a, a kind of worm cactus thing that would come out there. I, I love uh, them. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's a classic. It's a classic Mario enemy, and they usually throw like segments of their body oh, at this, you. Oh, the spiky one that turns into the, that thing that Yoshi can eat. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. yes. So, but they've and they sort of do that with a few worlds. Like World Three is an island, sort of islands and water world. So the last boss is like a giant fish, mm-hmm. a giant cheap cheap. Uh, I think the the one for World Five is a Winter World. I think it was a giant penguin, but I can't really remember actually. Um, I'm not too sure. But yeah, and so the world I missed was Four was a jungle one, and you were saying it's or is it swamp or jungle? You were saying it's one of your favorites. Oh, I like the swamp swamp level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just fun seeing the bugs. It was <laughs> kind of g- gross. You couldn't go into the water, and to be honest, the water levels aren't my favorite. So yeah. avoiding the water was fine. I always like the odd one because I like the um, the music every time, and it is sort of just like more tranquil and relaxing. <laughs> but, the, the but Hawaiian water. I'm 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 with you though. I always like more of the like Egyptian levels or like. So let's go through actually. What are a couple of your favorite worlds right right off the bat? So there was the ones that you hadn't found. Uh, I like the rock level. I didn't level see six. six or seven. Level yeah. six is a great level. It looks because, like a mine, right? Uh, well, it's it's in the mountains kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. mountainous. Right. And there's a lot of rock levels. Mm-hmm. And I like the rock levels because you can slip down and you can scoot along the ledge. Right. And oh, it's great. Are there lots of moles jumping out of the, yes. the wall and the, shit? The, the baddie for uh, that level is a mole. A big mole. Fuck. It, no, it's a, it's a mole in a tank that oh. <laughs> shoots out bullet bills. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. So there's the first. Ah, oh, it's, it's sick, man. That's awesome. Do you remember World 7 by chance? It's the one after that before Bowser. I believe that could be the clouds. You mean oh, the clouds? That would make sense. I didn't see a cloud world. Yeah, that's the. That's, it's got to be the cloud world. Mm-hmm. Because um, for I see, because World Four, the jungle, and World Six, they've been in everyone since. So mm-hmm. I thought it was normal. Yeah. But it turns out they was first in this game. And they were you like know. secret unlockables. Well, the World 6 is the normal path. The mm-hmm. secret unlockable is the cloud path. Oh, I which see, Which kind of makes sense. It's like the world above World right. 6. So maybe World 6 has always been there, but World 7 was just the better route. Well, and for context, like, I was playing not knowing any of this, and I found a secret path to a cannon in World 5. 
That didn't mean to find. I was thought I was just beating the level normally. And the cannon shot me right to world eight. And it's I was like, well, well, I guess I'm here. Yeah. Uh, and to for to be totally honest, I was just looking to beat the game so I could talk about it with you. So I'm like, all right, well, there's two worlds down. I'll just go through world eight. But that's when the ma- game took a massive difficulty spike. So, like, I assume if I'd gone through six or seven, I would have been more ready for eight. Yeah. But eight just kicked the shit out of me. Like, yeah, the little, <laughs> there's, like, little pumpkins in there. Yeah, the pumpkin enemies. Uh, there's the level where it's just, it's like a volcano's gone off in the background, so there's constant rocks falling yeah. from the sky, and yeah, you basically yeah. just have to blitz it's, to the end. It's pretty hard, yeah. And then right near the end, there's the the final mini castle. Because I didn't say every world has two towers, um, and so usually the first one is just a mini boss with Bowser. Baby Bowser, sorry. And what bugs me about it is I think it's a missed opportunity because, like, in the original Super Mario, they have this whole assortment. Like, Baby Bowser's got his own posse of, like, Monty Jr. or, like, all these Iggy and these Mm. little, like, mini Bowser-looking creatures, and you could beat them and all the mini bosses or whatever. So, But instead, you just beat, like, Baby Bowser over and over and over again. It sort of gets, like... And it's the same battle every time. That's it. The battle doesn't evolve at all. Yeah, I mean... um Maybe they was just very interested in the final boss being so different that mm-hmm. they, they didn't want to complicate things too much. Uh, yeah, well, and so to be clear, you go through this second-to-last uh, mini-boss tower. It's really fucking difficult. It's one of those, like, moving platforms that just goes into each other, and then it'll go up and down. You just have to follow it yeah. without falling off. You get one more mini-Bowser fight, which is the same as the other one. And then it leads you to this final big fucking castle. And it's sort of similar. They do this in the Super Mar- original Super Mario world where there's no direct path to the end. There's like multiple doors you can take that lead you to multiple different paths. Yeah, and uh, it comes round. Mm-hmm. And like I picked up a big coin where I thought I was near the beginning and it was like the last big coin. So I'm just like, all right, I don't yeah. know how I got here. That's another, that's another good way of figuring out where you are in the map. When you yeah. just like, you're like, oh, right, so... Because the coins come in in order. Yeah. You know if you've got the last coin, Mm -hmm. you need to go back somewhere before that last coin crops up. Totally, yeah. It's really handy for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the, the levels, they they all could be viewed as the same. I can understand how some people can get fed up with it. Because you do have to replay it, replay it. Mm -hmm. And if that's not your thing, if you want to explore more. But I, I, I like just... The, and you do get rewarded. It. You get rewards. You mm-hmm. get to be able to unlock more levels. You know what I mean? That's your reward. Yeah, definitely. You, you brought the game to play the levels. So mm-hmm. if you get a new level by playing the game... Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I agree with you in the sense that if these levels took like 20 minutes to beat them every time, I'd be like, well, fuck, that's a bit of big ask. But you can beat most of these levels in under three minutes. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, I forget the timers. The timer's like 300 seconds, so. Yeah. And you never re- really get under 100 unless you're, like, really searching. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, it doesn't really uh, fuck. Fe- I don't feel, like, ripped off having to do the same levels over and over. I think they did that by design. Um, but, yeah, so then the final boss battle. Finally, Bowser takes these bone. Baby Bowser takes these bones that he's had this whole game. Throws them in a magic pot. Oh yeah. You see Dry Bowser, which is basically Dry Bowser as an idea is so fucking cool to me. Like in, in Mario lore, the fact that they have a zombie Bowser made totally of bones and he yeah, just well, looks awesome. When I saw him, that was sick. <laughs> and then, and then the, that's that's the thing that it, it keeps on giving. 
Yeah. It's like, once you think, oh, that was it, world eight's over. Mm. And then, boom, 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 the path comes across it. You're like, oh, there's more levels. Yeah. And that's like, well, oh. you, you, Right after the, the dry Bowser fight, he actually resurrects regular Bowser. Uh, and then you fight baby Bowser and regular Bowser at the exact same time. And that was a really difficult, really difficult boss battle. I, I just did that a few hours ago, actually. But once you beat it, you're very first. You have to just kill Baby Bowser, and then it's the classic get to the button behind him. Yeah. To once yeah. again drop well, him off the face of the earth. Well, that's it. He's there. He, I, I can remember. He's spitting at the, and and you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta find the right path. And you, I, I like going under it, and that's where the little one can be quite handy. Yeah. Because that makes total sense. Because you can you can run under him when they jump. Well, I couldn't get by him, but I was lucky enough to just have a hit. So if you know, all you got to do is get by him, and you're big. You can mm. just let him hit you, and then when you're invincible, just yeah. run right through. Yeah, him. that's it. And uh, at the very end as well, another mm. little gift that it gives you if you're paying real attention. Yeah, it's is... funny. So I put the before you reveal this, I put the DS down during the credits. And then I went and made some food or whatever. Yeah. So when I just came back, it said the end. And I missed what you're about to say, which is... So you can play as Luigi. Yeah. And it just tells you that. That's it. That's the big thing that I've come here to talk to you about. <laughs> it's not new Super Mario Bros. It's new Luigi Bros. That's essentially what it is. That's what I was playing. I was playing as Luigi all the time. Mm -hmm. I love Luigi. It, it just seemed better. And it was like... I, probably because my sister didn't really know how to do it. I had to do it for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I love the idea of just you can replay the whole game as Luigi. And you also get the star next to your, your file once you complete it. And it, so you know that you've beaten it before. And you get another star mm -hmm. if you get all the gold coins. Oh, really? And you get another star if you unlock all the paths. Oh, okay. So, so it's like... Pre it's sort of pushing you to 100 percent it mm -hmm. well because what i love about it it is new game plus so you start your game over again but if you've beaten the level you don't have to replay it necessarily you no. can just go to the paths you don't have yet and directly try to unlock the next level so i think that's yeah. just really like smart game design personally yeah I, I, like that's one thing that i like about it is you can't really make a mistake mm -hmm. you know what i mean even if you die and game over yeah. You're just back where you were saved. You know what yeah. I mean? Back at the last castle. You might have to replay another four or five levels, but you probably... Well, I did that anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, before we wrap it up, we'll get to multiplayer as well. I never really played. I wish we had two DSs, so we could have just tried it out. Um, but I'm surprised because, uh, again, I keep bringing up Super Mario World. Maybe it's just because it's in my head from yesterday. But I sort of liked how two-player... You could do it on the same console where it's like you play as Mario one level, then I play as Luigi one level, and if you die, you just pass it over. But whereas this one, they do two players playing on the same screen, almost like competitively. Yeah. Is it the first one that gets to the end wins or? No. So it's an endless map. Uh, it's an em endless map that just goes from it just loops, loops and right. over and over. And the goal is to get as many coins and gold coins as possible. Right. And whoever's got the most wins, but you can you can mess with your partner. So you can mm -hmm. stamp on them and steal their gold coins and <laughs> and uh it was it was in the early two thousands, well two I mean in terms of the century. <laughs> yeah. So like um 
it was hard enough to get it connected. There was a whole thing about getting it connected. And once I'd put my sister through that and then repeatedly jumped on her and <laughs> and and beat her virtually, it ended up in a lot of physical fights. Because <laughs> she did it... She, but- she didn't understand the concept of the game, and the game the game was to win. Right. And the way to win win was. Wow. She she's gonna see this podcast and feel so like ah. defenseless. She can't defend her pointer. But uh. She's got no point. But so there was no version of what where you're working together to beat the game as a campaign. It's it's purely just like this battle mode. No. I think that's sort of shitty. I think they sort of uh, they they could have done what I just suggested like beat the campaign as two different players, you know? I mean, they did that late in the later games, yeah, and she still know. hated that. Right. She still hated it because I was too quick. Yeah. I, I didn't spend as much time on the mini-games unless we was playing together as a family because you can play them together. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister and my mom really loved them because they really loved puzzle games and, and stuff like that. And... Yeah, so uh, there, there were action, puzzle, table, and variety. Action and puzzle, pretty straightforward. But then table is just like the casino. Like <laughs> you can play poker or like match cards. And then variety is basically like random games, essentially. Yeah. That don't fit into the other three. Yeah, I mean, that's it. You could you could spend a lot of time in them. And it was like a little arcade. Mm-hmm. And that's where like the competitiveness came between my family. Because like <laughs> I wasn't spending hours and hours on it so i wasn't outright gonna win all the time you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i know exactly what you mean so so you could compete because there's leaderboards and stuff like that and i I think it was just nice to dip out of the main game a couple of times without actually turning the console off getting a new game you know yeah definitely i think it's like a nice addition i i i better get because some of them are pretty addicting like we played a couple back and forth and like i'm like oh i want to try that again like the whack-a-mole and and like <laughs> the thing is that these mini games use that touch screen a lot more than the main game itself like a lot of them are just based on the touch screen so i think that's a good utilization too um but yeah as we wrap it up here i always talk about the legacy factor of these games why do you think this game sort of stands out with the test of time for you personally i feel like it's because you played it as, as your first your introduction to the series but I also think it's a really step forward in handheld, important step forward in handheld Mario games, because there were none really on the Game Boy that fucking stood out. Like it was always just a console game, and this was the first time where he it was like a, a huge selling game on the handheld, and it sort of reinvented the the platforming medium for him. Well, it was uh, it was the first game that I had ever played on a probably a Nintendo console, mm-hmm. so. That's it. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. You know what I mean? Did it blow you away while you were playing it? You were like, this is it? Yeah. that was, it, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't fault the game. Yeah. I just wanted more levels. Well, and then the other thing I have written here, it's like, it. Uh, although it utilizes the DS comprehension, it really did set off a whole new series of games. Like, there's still new Super Mario Bros. out now on the Switch. Uh, I mean, so you did get your more levels eventually. <laughs> well, that's it. I've um, I definitely completed 100% on the Wii. I've definitely completed 100% probably twice on the deluxe version. Well, hey, I feel like we've done this game justice. I, I thank you for coming here and talking about it. Yeah, it's Be- been great. Before we finish up, anything you want to get out there in the world or plug or whatever? 
The Big Deal. What's The Big Deal? It's a fantastic game show. Really? Hosted by Frank and DJ Neil. Yep. Is it a, are you on it or is it a... uh, It's Frank and DJ Neil. The Big Deal. Britain's Protection. <laughs> Coming to Britain's Protection this summer. The Big Deal. Hayden Allmark on Instagram, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Beautiful. Uh, as always, I'm Jordan Ducharme, at FunnyJordanD. Feel, feel free to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch, or YouTube. I think it's slash FunnyJordanD on all of those. I'm doing a lot of video game streams. We're going to put this podcast on YouTube for people to watch, so if you're listening audio-wise, come see what we look like. A couple ginger beers in the room here uh, with a pink Nintendo DS. It's a sight to behold. But yeah, for anyone who's listened, thank you for listening. And if you saw the Mario movie, leave some comments on what you thought about it. If you like new Super Mario Bros, leave some comments. And thank you so much. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace.